presentation of Bethel Family Church. We hope you enjoy listening and that it helps you to grow closer to Jesus. Well, my slide is already up, so here's my question for you. We've come into a new year. Nope, it's not January. I know that you usually make New Year's resolutions in January. But how are you going with those? Failed already? (laughs) Okay, hands up. Who made some New Year's resolutions? Just Matthew. And Eli? Was that a hand? A sort of a hand? No. Okay, Matthew and Bibi and Tani. Uh, Just a few of you. All right. And uh, Bibi's already confessed that she hasn't stuck with it. <laughs> Have you stuck to it? How likely, Matthew, are you to um, stick to it to the end of the year? You think you're going to get to the end of the year? Yeah? Okay. <laughs> I was thinking about this New Year's resolution thing because I've never really been one to create New Year's resolutions. I, I don't know why. It kind of comes with the thing where, you know, people say, what's your goal win? You know, what, what's your five-year outlook? I don't have generally one of those either. Like, I just go, I, th- I think that I just go for day to day, like one day at a time, right? <laughs> Let's just get through one day at a time. <laughs> but I was thinking about something that God has shown me over, I don't know, I don't know how many years I've been doing it, maybe two or three years of doing some personal vision setting that he's taught me how to do in a different way. And I suppose instead of having a New Year's resolution, it's, it's become more of coming to God and asking him what he wants for my year. And so I want to take you through some of the steps of how I do this. And I'm hoping that it's going to help you to work out where are you going this year? What does God want for you this year? And also we're going to begin to start doing that as a church a little bit more about where where are we going and where are we headed. So last year, if you remember, well, I'm going to say for the last 14 months, we've been talking about living out of rest. Tell me, please tell me that you remember that. Hands up. Have you heard that phrase? I've said it enough times, surely, right? We're, you know, that living out of rest, and I counted up the months of when I started it, and I'm like, oh, that's been about 14 months. It's probably time to move on. Well, I was already thinking that anyway. But it kind of came out of this place where we'd, both Caleb and I, at certain points, had hit burnout. And realising that we can't keep up this same pace. So what should we do about that? And how should we do it? And I realised that just we needed to start coming to God and asking him to refresh us and to refill us and so that's why we've talked about that living out of rest to try to recover from burnout for ourselves to but also to help you guys because I what I realized is that's a culture that we've set in our church and so I want to change well we wanted to really change that culture that we don't need to keep going, 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 going until we crash, that there is another way to do it. Some of you may have already worked that out, you know, before I had. But anyway, 
So I'm hoping that the last season, so I'm not going to go on, uh, on about this for too long. <laughs> I'm hoping that out of the last season of living out of rest, that you've been encouraged in no matter what season uh, you uh, have been in, that you've been able to keep Jesus, that, you are, that you're in to keep asking Jesus for help, keep working on your personal journey with him to worship, pray and read your Bible. So even though we're going to move on from this phrase, living out of rest, it might still come up from time to time, especially if you're talking to me and you're telling me how tired you are and how overworked you are, and especially if you're still trying to work while you're sick. (laughs) One of my biggies, right, is looking after ourselves. So what's next? I want us to start setting some goals and some vision for ourselves when we do this like the world does this in new year's resolutions right so give me some of those things what what does what is usually a new year's resolution lose weight yep save money what was that Colin Give something up. Yep. Baby? Say it again. Pray more. Yep. Exercise. <laughs> Be a better me. Yep. What do you. <laughs> Move out of your mum's basement. <laughs> Amy's kind of doing that. <laughs> Moving out of the rumpus room. <laughs> apart from some of those ones that included God, most of those goals don't generally include God, right? (laughs) They're usually on the the outside. Um, But what I want to encourage us to do is to start asking God, and you might want to do this yearly, you might want to do it six-monthly, is to stop and ask him what he wants for you this year. What would his goals be for your life? Do do you think that he wants you to lose 20 kilos? Maybe. Maybe he doesn't. (laughs) Definitely doesn't want dad to lose any more. No. (laughs) He can have 20 more. (laughs) You're going to share. Right, okay. Everyone's going to share a bit of their their um their weight and put it onto dad yeah (laughs) but before talking about the how I want to talk about why as Christians we want to put God first right no you don't yeah okay yeah feedback guys come on you know it's the only way to keep you awake (laughs) we want to put God first and the way to do this is to ask him. So that, that scripture in James 1.5, does anyone know that one? Not off the top of your head? No, I had to write it down. I sort of know it, like it was, it was something that I'd memorised for a while. Um, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. And so if we want to put him first then we're going to ask him, what does he want for us? 
Finding out what God wants for the year ahead will help you to find focus. Come back to that, um, that verse in Proverbs 29.18 that says, With, um, without a vision the people perish. Something to work towards. When it comes from Jesus, you know that you can draw on his strength to follow through. So, yeah, okay, God could say, perhaps give you that idea that maybe you need to lose a bit of weight. Not you, Dad. (laughs) But if he gives you that goal, he's going to help you to follow that through. Because when we do it with Jesus, we're not alone. Yeah? I went to Port Life Seaview. That's right, I'm saying it right, Anna Amy. Port Life Seaview last week, which is a CRC church. It's a branch of the, what used to be Portside, where um, so, uh, John Poyser went, now Josh Poyser runs that church, and they've um, got a church plant in, um, on Seacombe Road. And um, Pastor Kevin Hall was preaching last week, and I didn't actually intend on going to church because... I was going to come to church here, but somebody got a little bit unwell last week, <laughs> last weekend, <laughs> with some sort of bug or something and ended up needing, I'm going to say this, right, you don't have to agree with me, but they ended up needing their mummy, right? Yeah? Okay, yeah. yeah. See, I, I know you might not agree, but I, that's what I think you needed me, right? Um, and so I left Saturday afternoon <laughs> to go down um, to the kids and to help the kids out. And also I was planning on going on Monday or Sunday Arvo to go help them with their, with their move because Hayden and Hannah have had to move out of their home so that Amy can move in with them. So they've moved into going to move into a new home together. So we had to do that move first. So I went over there to help them with that. So I went to church on Sunday morning. wasn't planning to go to that church, but it was... Um, I found that God gave me something out of it while I was sitting there sort of feeling a bit overtired. And um, Pastor Kevin, he started talking about Romans 12. So I'm going to get a couple of people. Okay, Haley and Hayden. Ha, the H's, the H's. Could you come and pick up? Who remembers this? So our scripture from Romans 12 too. I'm going to find a spot to put that around the place. I haven't quite decided where I want it. I'll, I'll let you guys sit down now. I won't make you stand there. <laughs> so Kev talked about this scripture. So let's read the scripture together. Therefore I urge you, Brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. I hadn't intended on preaching today. It was going to be a video message, but God just, I felt like he just gave me all of these things and it kind of all just came together um, to, to share today. And when we, when we look at New Year's resolutions and we look at all of the things that are on the outside of us, 
you know, to lose weight, to, you know, give something up and to make new goals for the year. And then we, it's really hard to follow them through. All of those goals are generally things that the world are telling us that we have to change about ourselves, especially the weight thing. Like, that's come up lots and lots of times. Like, we have to look better, we have to be better. Like, the, the, the world, the me- like, the media and, and the people around us are telling us that we have to be better. Doctors? <laughs> I mean, it's good to be healthy and, and all of those things, but there is this underlying thing about the world that says we've got, we've got to be better. And... With this scripture, it says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So if God, yes, he wants us to aim for better. He wants us to aim for a a closer relationship with him. He's going to help us by transforming our mind. By, By coming and helping us with that. And Kev, I'm quoting him. He said this statement, the world wants to control us and our minds. But God wants to transform us and our minds. That statement really stuck with me because it, kind of, it kind of really shows that difference between the worldly view and godly view. And I was having a conversation with someone in counselling over the last month and they were talking about God and they were talking about how they'd been to a church that was very rule-driven and that God was a God of control. And so when I said, you can just come to God, you don't have to change anything first, you can just come to him. And they're saying, well, yeah, but, um, but doesn't he want me to do this and this? And it's like, well, yes, he does. So they said, well, you know, wouldn't it be wrong of me to come to him if he wants me to do this and I'm not willing to change this? In that moment, I was able to say, but our God is a loving God. We might know that there are all of these things that we're supposed to do to change about ourselves, but we can't do it by ourselves. We need Jesus to do that. He will transform our minds and he will say to us, I want you to work on that today. How about this attitude? He comes along and he pulls us into him rather than trying to control us and to give us the rules and the regulations and to make us stop doing stuff. That's people, isn't it? So, rather than setting goals from, that come from our own desires or something that you know, other people or the church or the media want to tell us, I want to propose that we ask the Holy Spirit what our goals are going to be. So I'm going to get into the how. This is what I do. Here are some of the tips. I pray. Well, yeah. (laughs) But I will ask some specific questions. I will ask God, what do you want for me this year? I'll ask, what do you want my focus to be? And also, like, what do you want to say to me? Because not everything about our relationship with God is about uh, like him wanting to change us or wanting to, to us to do things. It's not a works-based relationship. It's a loving relationship. He wants us to be close to him. 
as they're some of the questions I start to ask. And so I start to add in some other things. You know, so some of these questions don't have to be asked in just, you know, like, okay, I'm having a prayer time. They could just be asked while I'm, you know, doing the dishes or while I'm going about my day. And then I use the word marinate. (laughs) Just start to let some of those questions marinate and use some worship music. Um, I like music. Maybe you don't like music as much. But I know that music speaks to me, so I use that one. I'll put on music and I'll sing and I'll praise and dance even if I have to. (laughs) Not have to, but, you know, like if, if you feel like it. The other one is quality time. Who likes quality time with their people around them? I like quali- I'm a quality time person. God likes quality time too. The deliberate setting aside of time to spend with him. Man, that can be hard when you're busy, right? It's, and it's hard when there are other things always pressing for our time and for our attention. With the quality time comes the renewing of our mind. We bring in that Romans 12. Where, what are we watching? What are we thinking about? What are you reading? What are you writing? I should have put typing or texting or something on there, you know, to tap. What are you tapping? <laughs> that one's a hard one to describe. What are you tapping? All of these things are the things that are going to either bring you close to God or further away. We could also put listening there as well when we could put, you know, listening to music. What is going to draw you closer to him? That's the question. And so that's where we we bring in that not conforming to the pattern of this world. You know, maybe we're supposed to be watching the news or uh, watching the next TikTok or, um, you know, seeing what else, what's on Snapchat and who's talking to me and who I have to talk back to them. But that, you know, that spending time with God, if we want to find out what he wants for us in our year, we've got to take that time to, to listen to him. And like, I mean, these, all of these things are things that we can, you know, we've been talking about when we talked about living out of rest. How can we implement more of Jesus into our lives? How can we live out of rest? How can we do each day with Jesus? But this is like in some way a little bit different because it's like, you know how you might sit down and go, right, my New Year's resolutions are going to be. And you'll sit down and you'll think about it and you'll work it out. It's kind of the same with your time with God, with your vision setting, what he wants you to do. It's like, okay, this is the time that I'm going to spend asking God what he wants for my life, what he wants for this year. Or if you can't think about the whole year, what does he want for this month? (laughs) I assure you, he is going to give you something. Now, for example, I thought that if you've never done this before, you might be going, but what's what are the next steps what does it look like so I can only tell you what it looks like for me obviously for me um, some of the examples that I put up for you is that when I've when I'm taking that time to spend time with God the quiet time just listening I might just get a word 
So, for example, trust. And then I will ask some questions around that. It some <laughs> doesn't really happen very slowly. It often happens quite fast. It will be like trust, and then I'll f like I might think of a scripture that goes along with that. But I'll ask some of the questions. What do I need to trust God for? So I'll, I'll be writing some of this down. So I might write the word trust and thinking, what do I need to trust God for? And then some of my words will just start flowing on my piece of paper. Um, is there a scripture that backs this up? Who can give me a scripture that backs up the trust? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Let's say it together, lean not on your own understanding, but in all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. And there's many more, aren't there? Like you could trust in the Lord always. And so but probably I kind of just wrote it down without thinking, without going back and, you know, getting too personal about it. But if I think about that, that was one word that God gave to me last year to trust him. And there have been so many, so many times then that have come up through the year that I've had to pull that out again and remember God has asked me to trust him when I don't know what the way is going to be. When my heart gets broken again. <laughs> when another baby leaves <laughs> the house. <laughs> so I knew, I knew that, okay, well, that was a word from God. The other one for me was pray. And so when things, so then like things kind of start to, to meet up with each other. So I need to trust God, but then also need to pray, so which is, means that I'm going to need to pray for all the things that I'm having trouble trusting him about. Uh, but then he might have given me some specific things for the year of specific things that I need to pray for. And that's where some of the extra questions have, have come along for me. Um, and so essentially, this is about how are you listening to the Holy Spirit? Now, I know that these questions come up, this question comes up. How do I know it is from the Holy Spirit? Someone say, good question, Kerry. Good question, Thank you. <laughs> we doubt ourselves so much, don't we? And so I keep going back to those other questions. And, I can, and I'll use my measuring stick. It'll be encouraging. It'll be backed up by scripture. It'll also speak to your heart's desires. And then in, in that same breath, right, is that I also know that God asks us sometimes to do things that are a bit challenging and a bit stretching. But he's never condemning. Okay? So if he asks you to work on something that, you know, might be a sin... He is not condemning you. He is, he is asking you to walk closer to him. Because what does sin do? Separates us from God. And it hurts us. It, it, when we're hurting, because like, and it, it makes us feel, 
further away from God, like he doesn't want that for us. So his, his call to us to change what's happening in our lives is because he wants to be closer. Because he loves us so much. I want to encourage you, to, if you don't already, to think about what it is, like when you can set some time aside to ask him for what he wants for you this year. Each time I've done this, God has given me four different words, just one word. And then when I've thought about that word and asked God those questions, what do you want from that? Then he gives me a little bit more. And so I have four different scriptures or sometimes there's more than one scripture that kind of goes along with what that is. And then I'm a little bit creative, not the best at it, but I'll get some paper and textures and colourful arty stuff out and I'll write that down and I'll put that up in one of my rooms. Some of you may come to my house and you might walk out my door and there's a scripture that says, if God is for, for us, who can be against us? <laughs> and, and, you know, so I, I'll put some things around my house that I see. And that's how I help myself to remember that. And I know that there have been times that God has told me things in those moments and then I forget them, but I'll, I'll make sure I always write them down. And then I might be having a big sob cry to Caleb about it all, about something that was really bad. And then I'll just like, oh, that's right. God told me about this already. <laughs> and so I'll pull out my book and I'll reread that. What did he already say about this? So... Yes, it is using, it is about like listening to God, listening to the Holy Spirit. We all make mistakes. Maybe, maybe something kind of comes up and it, maybe it is from you, maybe it's not. But like you can still write it down and you can still pray about it and still see where it goes, right? You have to agree with me on that. Okay? Yeah. Because we are allowed to make mistakes. How do we learn? generally by making mistakes and <laughs> listening to smart parents <laughs> but yeah so if you need help with that then I'm very happy to sit with you and help you with that I have put out in the foyer as you I'm sure you've all noticed when you walked in a table with a bible on it and a few other things and some notebooks and I did that I don't know why, I just like had this, oh, this will be cool. Like, no, it was, it was, it sort of felt like it kind of comes with this, let's be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And it's about spending time with each other. It's about spending time with God and encouraging one another. So like, if you don't want to do this by yourself and it's really hard, then I encourage you to get together with someone else and pray together. Read your Bible together. And so that table that's sitting out there, that's kind of going to be the reminder for as long as I decide I want it there. Um, and to get together, to pray with each other, to read your Bibles with each other, worship with each other and get closer to Jesus in it. You're allowed to sit around the table too when you have your coffee today as well or any other week. So... Uh, there's, there's so much more about doubting ourselves and listening to the Holy Spirit and all of that kind of stuff that I could have added onto this, but then I knew that it would make the sermon too long. 
<laughs> so I'm going to stop there. And hope that you feel inspired to ask God for vision for this year, for what he wants for you. And to ask some of those questions. Just be a little bit brave and see what, see what comes. Give it a try. Have a chat to me about it if you're unsure or you just want to like talk it through. Thanks for listening to today's message. For more information or to listen to other podcasts, head to our website at BethelCRC.org.au or check out Bethel Family Church on Facebook.